Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, movie fans, Dimitri Panos here for Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie. With a boulder on my shoulder, feeling kind of older, I tripped the merry-go-round. We're going to try to figure out what the hell that means as we dissect Blinded by the Light. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Welcome, movie fans, to another episode of Anatomy of a Movie, where today we are going to talk about Blinded by the Light. I have a very special guest and co-host. I usually hear him as the voice of, of God in the in the engineering booth, but being that he is the Popcorn Talk Network's uh, Bruce Springsteen aficionado and authority, and authority uh, I'm having him on the show as a co-host. Everybody, meet Ryan Springstein Nilsson. Yes. So excited to be here. That was my Born in the USA album cover remake uh, nice. with the hat in the pocket and everything. I'm the biggest Springsteen fan. I'm Ryan Nilsson, running Popcorn Talk. First time on Anatomy of a Movie. I am so happy to be here. As a, as a host. As a host, at the in. table. I, you know, I have to say, uh, when Ryan is the engineer and I have Jeff as the engineer, hello, Jeff. How are you this morning? Dimitri, I'm great. I must admit, I have not seen this movie yet, but I love Bend It Like Beckham, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Well, very good. It's it's really good. You should go out and see it. Uh, you know, Ryan, you've been a huge fan of Anatomy of a Movie. Uh, you you usually handle the engineering duties, and and uh, you're a lifeline. You, you will look things up uh, as we're discussing movies. Uh, he came to me and asked as a favor, and I'm like... <laughs> It's not like, can I be unblinded by the light? I'm like, dude, you don't even have to ask, but absolutely, he can be unblinded by the light. I'm a fan of Bruce Springsteen, but I understand that there's level of fandom within the Springsteen Major. universe. So big um, time. Ever since my dad showed him to me, really, and so, I've been I've been a fan of this show as well for a really long time and watching and it since gonna, 2014. We're gonna get into that because uh, doing this movie. Uh, because I really feel it's one of the one of the finer movies to come out this summer, and it, it it's it's an inspiration. It's heartfelt. Uh, it's a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we, uh, and I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But we always start anatomy off, uh, and again, welcome Ryan. We always start off with opinions, our little reviews of the movie before going into it. So Ryan, yes. I, I defer to you as the guest. Taking you're, it you're away. Sharing yeah. the opinion. Well, first off, expectations were through the roof for me with this movie. I know. They weren't the expectations of, I'm expecting Oscars. I was kind of, I, I was jokingly saying this is the most important movie of the year. It's not the most important movie of the year. But for me, this movie really looked incredible. And especially with the fact that we've had so many recent rock Ballad movies with right. the Queen movie, Rocket Man, even yesterday that came out earlier this yeah, year, which had gonna... a similar similar details to this movie. But right. this is the one that I think ever since the trailer dropped, this was the one I wanted to see the most. Right. I you know, I love a good biopic. I love a good biopic, but you're only gonna 
capture so much. It's going to be, it's not going to be the full story. There's going to be some politics involved. And it's just kind of an excuse to go listen to a a famous artist's music in the theater. Whereas this actually looked like it was for fans. This looked like a movie that people could really identify with because the, the fans of Bruce Springsteen, unlike a lot of other artists, are diehard fans because the music, the lyrics, every part of it really resonates with you. And he just has so many themes throughout his his uh, music catalog that I think resonate with a lot of people, especially myself. And that's what so, this movie was highlighting. So how did the movie... So what did you think what of the I movie? think of the film? Yeah. I, I really end. loved it. I think... It's not perfect. There's definitely some flaws. I Fair. think, especially in the middle, there's a few transitioning moments of of tone. There's some mm-hmm. tonal shifts that I don't love and kind of threw me off the first time. But then you kind of get used to the movie and what and and the style and the mm-hmm. tone. And by the end, the ending of this movie is one of the best endings to a film I've seen in years. I think it saves the entire movie. Really, you really do. I really okay. do. I think Great. because at, at a certain point, and we'll get into it. Yeah. They were really idolizing it, Bruce Springsteen in a way that was getting a little, I'd say, uncomfortable. It was getting a little, um, okay, is this just a, a fan film, like, just praising Springsteen? Is that is that all this movie has to offer? At the end of this movie, you realize, no, 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 this it's just like his... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline music it's a lot more than that yeah interesting yeah so. interesting I, I mean i had a i had a bit of a different take okay than you um first off i really did like this movie as i said on the top i do believe that it's one of the finer films that that are that that has come out this summer you mentioned yesterday uh this movie um i thought was far better mm. than yesterday um and to right. me, though, what I took away from it, again, I'm a casual Bruce Springsteen fan. I'm not one of the fanatics. And I believe that most any, a lot of bands, when you, when you look at bands like U2, they, too, have their fanatic fans. Everybody for Rush, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, you know, even Van Halen, uh, a lot of these bands have their own Taylor Swift, uh, you know, going into pop. But Bruce's fans, too are unique and since this is uh, uh blinded by the light um we'll talk obviously Bruce Springsteen but to me this movie well number one it was a, it was it was a coming of age story right and to me I looked at it as uh this is a movie about the power of music I think that it was universal a lot of people asked me because uh they, they said, what would you recommend to see this weekend? It said, you should really go see Blinded by the Light. Right. Some people were put off because of the Bruce Springsteen. You know, you know, they were like, well, I'm not that big of a fan of Bruce Springsteen. So my response, it was pretty much the same to everyone who had spoken to. And it said, this isn't about Bruce Springsteen. It really is <clears throat> about the power of music. And you could take it to any... Any uh, uh, group, band, whatever type Even of music art or matter. art yeah. that inspired you growing up. And we all have those stories. And even today, that to me is what 
it was about. And looking at looking at this boy growing up, uh, 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 Harvard, uh, growing up uh, in this British suburban town, right? I, you understand. Luton. Why? In Luton, why? Why he became attracted to Bruce Springsteen, why he became a fan. And like like I said, for me, the power of music transcends. We've all been touched by music, I believe, in any case. Um you know, and just recently myself, I can gr- give a great example. Right. So I say whether whether you're a huge fan of a Crimson Apple or Bruce Springsteen. Taylor Swift, whatever your band, I think you will like this movie because That's it truly is a character study. It's an open appeal. I think yeah. it's, it's very digestible for a lot of people. Absolutely. It, as any movie like should be. Right. And it is digestible because at its core, coming of age story, and at the end, it's a father-son relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think so. that that's a big part of... I, I agree with you for the most part, I think. I think it really does highlight Springsteen. Yes. It definitely speaks on how music can affect someone's yes. life as a whole. But I think particularly with Springsteen, what I really enjoyed about this movie was they had some great parallels to what Springsteen's life is as a whole, which we'll get into later. Yeah. And this character, especially with the father-son relationship. Yeah, I mean, the movie makes no... Like, it, it makes clear that Luton is... In like Asbury, Asbury Park. Park. Yeah. So, I mean, there, like, there's the comparison and there's the parallels. But the other thing that I really, really enjoyed about this movie is that director Gorinda Shada, she made the music come to life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in such a phenomenal way. You weren't just listening to music. You were seeing the music. You were seeing lyrics put up on screen. Literally but projected. Projected, but not... <laughs> As subtitles, mm-hmm. it was projected in such a clever way that you got into it and that you understood, right? You understood Havid's, like, he was in that state of mind. Mm-hmm. And you got that, but it was done lively. It was done entertainingly. And then the movie takes these whimsical musical turns mm. in which they're using Bruce Springsteen music and there's like dance musical type there's musical dance sequences sequences right. with, and they didn't they didn't um I don't think like, they overdid it well no well they didn't overdo it but, but, but what I'm trying I'm trying to come up with the word is that they didn't they used the actual Bruce Springsteen song mm-hmm. see unlike a movie like yesterday where they redid the songs they, they, they reimagined it, it. Right. these are actual Bruce Springsteen songs and I just found it a great way that everybody could enjoy be it. entertained. I-, I thought what was so great about it, and just going on the, the, the plot as, as a whole, you know, you have Javed and his family, his Pakistani family. They just, they're, they're in London, a suburb of London, which is Luton, and he's one of the few Pakistani people on the block. There's a few Pakistani kids that go yep. to the school, mm-hmm. but uh, he, and he is one. A white friend who he writes lyrics for, right? For his band, poems. He's a poet. And he's a writer. Uh, right. He wants to be a writer, and obviously, you know, his family and especially his dad disapproves of being a writer. He's a what can make money, and that's. I think that comes that's similar to Bruce Springsteen, and that I know his dad had a hardworking life, and he was like, "No, you can't be a musician. Mm. I'm struggling working in a factory all day. There's no way I'm." Suffering to do that so that you can pursue this art thing, right? Which is which is exact parallel for this. And what I found so remarkable in this movie was it wasn't just 
an obvious quote unquote um, uh, relationship with the dad. He also had, you know, the relationship with the teacher. He had the relationship yes. with the friends, and he just kind of he felt like an outsider. But when yeah. you get that one friend, which was the other Pakistani character at mm-hmm. the school. Who's an already? He's a he's a Bruce Stan. He's obsessed with Springsteen. Right. He drops in the tapes. So you got to listen to this. This will help you. This will yeah. get you through the school. And that moment where he plays the first track mm-hmm. in his bedroom, yeah. and he's listening to it. Jeff, please play it. Please play it. But um, he, he and and the lyrics just consume. Oh yeah, his absolutely. Life right there. Absolutely. It was an incredible dancing in the dark. Yeah. Amazing. Which became, actually, if, if I'm correct, it became his biggest hit. It became his biggest album. Yeah. Um, you born know, in the USA. In yeah. the 80s, born in the USA. Uh, uh, the video featured a very young and at the time unknown Courtney Cox. Right. Uh, as he pulls her up uh, on stage. Uh, this was at the height of MTV. So, in a sense, uh, these synergies came together because MTV... Um, you know, I could go in through a history of MTV, but 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 the synergy between MTV and musicians right. and bands and music and radio, where everybody thought MTV was going to be the death of radio. In fact, it supplied radio. It was a symbiotic relationship. So when you saw the video to Dancing in the Dark, people would request the song to be played on the radio, and it ended up being played on radio stations that wouldn't normally play that kind of music. It would it would not only play in the rock stations, but at least in Boston, I remember it being played on like the Kiss 108s uh, of it's the but, Yeah, and the so, lyrics speak to him in that sure. moment where... It's saying, I want to change my clothes, my hair, my face. You know, he's wearing these clothes that his parents get him, uh, the the Pakistani garb, and... He just does. He feels out of place. There's there's people. Sure. And it's a rough time. This is Thatcher yeah. era. Thatcher era England. Right. Um, there's a lot of prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> Racism galore. I didn't know much about that before going to see this movie, but and and that song just immediately resonates with him in a very flashy, loud sequence where there's lyrics playing around his head. Mm-hmm. There he goes outside. It's being projected on the walls. Right. And I just found that to be it was startling because up until that point. This movie had been very understated. Right. They hadn't really played any of the music. And then this loud sequence just hits the, the fan. Yes. And yes, absolutely. I loved it because it made you as an audience feel that impact, that rush, right. that heat, that Javed's feeling in that right. moment. So yeah. an incredible introduction to the music. And and it, it's happening during a storm. During a storm. Yeah, and he's which, throwing which out is, his writing. Right. And, and FYI, <laughs> that storm is an actual storm that actually happened in the town of Luton. Wow. So they, they, they fact-based that scene because they wanted it to parallel uh, what Yavid was feeling inside. Because right. it was a storm of, of, of anger. What am I going to do? So when the, that storm reaches its crescendo let's say oh. uh that's when javid nice. really comes right into he totally. he's blinded by the light and the light. he's becomes the it's it's where it dawns on him how like this this performer is speaking to him or or in a sense knows him right so uh i i actually found that to be quite uh fascinating it's not in the book we should say too so Gorinda Jahada uh, directed this film. Bend it like Beckham. Uh, bend it like Beckham. Incredible film. And she too is a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, the screenplay was written by uh, Safraz Manzor, uh, Jahada herself, uh, Paul Maeda Burgess, 
And, but it was based off of Manzor's actual uh, story, actual story, right. actual book. Um, and that's actually how he and Gorinda had met as Bruce Springsteen fans, which I find fascinating. Really cool. And she loved the story, and it was like, how do we, how can we make this, how do we bring this to the light of the silver screen? So when you talk about that scene, uh, of course, it's not in the book uh, that way, <laughs> but they said, you know, this this was a real weather event that happened this is a great backdrop to do dancing in the dark. Yes. Uh, and again, it's such a great scene. And it goes back to my earlier point, how music pops off the screen. You don't, ha- again, I have to stress, you don't have to be a fan of Bruce Springsteen to appreciate this scene because it is directed so well that you'll just get wrapped up into it, not just because of the music, but because of everything going around and the way that the lyrics are portrayed. It is not boring. And they, they flash the lyrics up on the screen throughout Wonderful. the entire film. Throughout the entire movie. Which is, I think, a testament to Bruce's writing, because there's a lot of other songs. There's a lot of other artists, especially all the movies we just listed. They wouldn't put up the lyrics because this they just connect so well with his situation. Yeah. That's why it, it works so well. And it's so well written. Right. For a character who wants to be a writer, right. he appreciates both the writing but also the music. Right. And I think that's such a powerful thing in this movie. I, I love how when he, he's going to school and there's sequences, he's just listening in his headphones. Right. And we are getting a little... We're listening too. When he takes right. it off, it's that jarring moment. Right. But, I mean, there's all these people around him in his life... After that storm, mm-hmm. his neighbor, who you thought up until that point was someone who was kind of judging him, right. finds one of his poems, right. and it was about the uh, the Nazi resurgence right. in England, and, and he tells them, you know, I fought in World War II, and yeah. I thought I fought against these guys, and yeah. now it's coming back stronger than ever. We need writing like this. Yeah, and, and, and that's another thing about, uh, and this is a great graphic. To yeah. Jeff, thank you. That's a that's a really great graphic because again, the the lyrics aren't static. So I, I think for movie going audiences, right, it's nothing. You know, it's not boring at all. It really fits within this. The, it, it becomes fantasy whimsical, but when you read the lyrics and you're hearing the music, you understand this character more. And I just thought that it was done in such a way that it it, it it's entertaining. You know, and that's what you need to to grab an audience. You don't want to be, and that, that's where to me the movie really succeeds. You don't want to beat an audience over the head about Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. You'd rather entertain them and do this in a way so that when they leave the theater, right? Uh, and I even said this in my review uh, when I'd written it. When you leave the theater, you may be inspired to stream Bruce Springsteen <laughs> on your ride home. So, um, did you? I wanted to ask real quick. Um, sure. I know we're going to get into like factoids and yeah. things in the music. Did you want to? Did you want to talk about the ending at all? Or do you want to save it for later? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the ending in a bit. Okay. I want to talk. Um, you know, I still want to talk about two uh, uh, Gorinda because yeah. you know we talked about Ben and like Beckham, and to her, believe it or not, uh, she feels like this is a spiritual companion. To Ben and like Beckham. You can see the similarities. Oh, absolutely. Pakistani family. I think with Ben and like Beckham, that's someone figuring yeah. out what they love to do. Right. That's someone figure, learning, like, this is my passion, yeah. this sport. Yeah. And with this, I think it's, this is more inspirational. Right. This is more, okay, 
art affected me in this way, and yeah. now I'm going to go pursue my dreams. Similar to Bruce Springsteen, he's going to yeah. hop in that that ride to the sun. You know, yeah. he's going to hop in the car, ride and, to the sun. He's going to go for it. And it's great because from her and this, I didn't know, but it, but but it, again, it all comes together. Shadow remembers her own discovery of Springsteen in her own youth. She relates. I've been a near lifelong fan. Uh, she used to work in a record section at Harrods Department Store on Saturdays while uh, while she was at school, and that's when she first saw his album "Born to Run." Bought it for something like two pounds. She goes on, took it home, thought, "Wow." I love that sort of American singer-songwriter sound, and that began her her love of Bruce Springsteen. And that, to me, is fantastic. I always find that, you know, as I'm a movie lover, but growing up... Here, uh, here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, well, everybody who tunes in, but I'm willing to bet, obviously, you've showcased that anybody who's watching and will watch us later, I'm willing to bet that you love music. Yeah. Almost equally as much. I know that I do. Music played a major part in my life. I wanted to be a disc jockey. Right. Okay, that was my one dream uh, growing up. And then things happen. And you just take a shift and go, I like movies just a little bit more. I have more fun talking movies. I, I still love talking about music. My dad was in a band. Um, so wow. music was a major part of my life. And it still remains so today. Whether I'm listening to rock or whether I'm listening to score, it impacts me. I recognize the power of music. Like I said, I, I have a story where music impacted somebody that's very close to me. Yeah. who's in a wheelchair. I took him to a concert of this band, uh, Crimson Apple. And what it did for him, it was just amazing. That's why I say I find that Blinded by the Light is universal. Mm. I think we all can have a story where music has touched us in a way. Absolutely. Uh, whether, again, whether it's like Taylor Swift, Bruce Springsteen, U2, The Police. And that, to me, was very special. And I love the fact that she, that 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 Gorinda worked at a record store. Absolutely. And it makes, the, you it. can tell, it, it makes this movie, I think, stand out amongst right. those other ones we mentioned. Right. You can tell that music really impacted her, right. especially Bruce Springsteen's music. I mean, almost all of his songs, especially in the 80s, 70s and 80s, are all about, you know, leaving that small town and going right. to pursue your dreams, which right. I thought was, that obviously has resonated with plenty of people who, who go to LA, mm-hmm. uh, especially me. And, I just think that what was really mature about this movie that has some very, I'd say, immature, fun sequences. Sure. I thought they handled, they, they didn't, they took that realistically, but I loved how at the ending they didn't see it 100% of the way through. They didn't, they didn't lean into just a fantasy. They made right. it very realistic, which I thought was even more But it had impressive. heart. It had incredible heart. It had heart. Incredible and that, heart. that's another reason, too, oh. why I highly recommend uh, the movie because th- and it's earned. Yeah, that's the other. It's it's very earned. There's nothing that's sickly sappy about it. Right. It's very earned, and I can't encourage uh, an audience enough uh, um, to see this movie. Uh, you know what, Jeff? Jesus, uh, I again very remiss. This is on me. But since we are going to we're talking about this movie, if you haven't guessed already, well, I'm assuming that you've seen it as well. But we're going to spoiler. We're going to spoil that. S- spoiler, spoiler, you know, because that's spoiler, what anatomy of a movie is. Uh, but if you have seen it, you understand, right? Um, and it, every emotional beat 
was earned, except I felt maybe one, and that had something to do with the ending okay. that we'll talk about a little bit. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I, and I want to talk a little bit more about the genesis of how this became... Uh, it came to be. How it came to be. So, um, you know, uh, uh, Shahada had met Manzur and through their Bruce Springsteen, through their love right? of Bruce Springsteen, yeah. right? Uh, Shahada was later invited to a UK premiere of the documentary The Promise, mm-hmm. uh, which is about making of the darkness on the edge of town. So there, Manzur also attended as her plus one, nice. which is cool. Okay, which, and they were placed right on the red carpet. <laughs> and this is after Mazur's book had been released and come out. And we were poised on the red carpet, ready to snack pictures of Bruce as he passed us. Upon arrival, walking up the red carpet, he recognized Sarfraz. Because there aren't too many, and she goes, there aren't too many Pakistanis with Afros who've been in front rows of more than 150, 150 Bruce concerts. He stopped and said, hey, man, your book was really beautiful, which came as a huge surprise to Sarfraz because... He, somebody sent him the book, and, and they, he had no they, idea. They have that the credits of the film. He's, yeah. he's been to 150 live. Concerts. Yeah, wow. And you know, uh, uh, you know, Gorinda <laughs> jumped in, and she said, "You know, we were talking about making this into a film. Oh, we need your support." And he sounds sounds good. Speak to John Landau. Uh, that's his, Bruce's lifelong manager. And from there, they kept in touch. Right. And then from there, they went through all the process, screenplay and all. And Bruce just loved it. And it said that... He loved it. I think Grunda said that they had access to any song they like. Yep. Which is awesome. Amazing. Wow. They just yeah, had, they really had all is, access. Yeah. It, it really is amazing that... It's hard. It's hard uh, to get licensing for music. Uh, it, it makes the it makes the picks of the tracks throughout the film oh, really authentic. Absolutely. Because sometimes when they, you know, when you hear a famous song in a film, you're wondering, okay, did they just get the licensing to that, or was that the only one they had the ability? Was that the cheapest well, one? It, they had full access. In, in many cases, you know, sometimes it's a package deal. Uh, it comes part of the the whoever represents talent music. And they go, well, you got to play this song. Right. So it's usually source material. But to license a song from like a Bruce Springsteen, it's expensive. Completely. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is expensive. And when you get somebody like Bruce Springsteen on board, it says, yeah, I'm going to work with you on this. That's a huge. That's a huge. As well as, well as an original track. Right. In the credits. Yeah. Stand by you. Yeah. Wow. So it, it, that's huge. And that really got, do, does go. And again, I don't. For those people who, like, think about it as an artist. Think about it as an artist in full support of another artist who's making mm. a project and he wants to help out. Wow. A bigger artist. And that, to me, is the real pull here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, because he didn't have to. And he did. And he was all in. And that, to me, speaks volumes about the man's character. Um, and you wish that more people could be that way. And I know that they're out there. But that, to me, was amazing. There's the picture of him meeting him. Huh? That's him yeah. meeting Bruce, yeah. Yep. And and I think it's I think it's fantastic. It, it really is great. It's beautiful. So, um, yeah, let's talk. Um, let's talk a little bit about the end, because then I want to talk a little bit about casting. Yeah. About Havid. So, 
Go ahead. Okay, speak. so very end. So uh, throughout the entire film, there's this tension between Javed and his father. Right. His father disapproving of him becoming a writer. He, I think, he even lies that he's working uh, a certain job, or he's work, he's get, he has an internship at the newspaper. Correct. And he gets a front page story, Correct. which he actually gets paid for. Yes. But he keeps the money to buy Bruce Springsteen tickets. Right. Which he goes and buys on his sister's wedding day. And right. during that, there's an incredible sequence. I'm getting a little yes. off track for the ending. But no, where okay. they play my favorite Bruce Springsteen song of all time. And my right. favorite song of all time, Jungle Land. Right. And uh, it's beautifully put in. Where it really is. It really is. It, there's a protest it, yeah. in, in the streets, which is a lot about what the song's about. Yeah. And there's they're getting beaten up. They're on the way to the wedding. And there's yeah. a massive protest yeah. saying... There's signs with people saying, like, get packies out. Like, right. it's really awful stuff. Yeah. And the dad even gets hit on the head. I think he gets yep. assaulted. Yep. And uh, it's because Javid wasn't there, yep. which I thought was a really fascinating scene. Up until this point, it's just been idolizing Springsteen. I'll do anything for Springsteen. The one moment he tries to go and do something for himself, which is what Bruce Springsteen's always advocating for, like, take care of your own, he misses out on the beginning of the wedding and his dad right. gets attacked and he yeah. wasn't there yeah. to help out, which is an incredible scene. So they have this big argument where he's like, you're done with Springsteen. Get him out of your life. He's like, I'm, I just got a scholarship. I'm going to go visit America. I'm going to go see right. where Bruce grew up. And he says, if you do that, you can't come back. Right. He goes with his friend, which, again, I'm like, he's ruining his family, his, his relationship with his family right now because he decides to go to America. Once he's there, they take they do that whole photo collage, yep. uh-huh. Freehold, Ashbury yep. Park, and you're wondering, all right, but the relationship with the family is kaput. It's done. And when he comes back, he does a speech. For that scholarship. Right. And that speech is why the movie's called Blinded by the Light. He yeah. he tells a story. He, he has a written speech, which mm-hmm. I think is just about how, oh, I want to go to America and how it's gonna be it's so much better than here. Right. It's freedom, born in the USA. But the speech actually goes into how his family it really does care about him. And every time they've pushed against him, they've pushed against what he wants to do. It's just because they love and care about right. him so much. Yeah. Which I thought was beautiful. And and he also says, and his family arrives, by the way, they arrive, in a very yeah. Hollywood moment. Sure. They arrive at the speech and uh, he's saying it to them. At one point, I think he even tries to walk away and the teacher's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 go. And he just says that, you know, Bruce Springsteen's always advocating to to get out of that small town and go make something of your life, you know, Thunder Road, just just drive into the sunset. But the thing is, that's not fully realistic. Right. You have family. There's people that care about you. You have responsibilities. It, and it, it's, a, it's a combo of the two. Yeah. And you that, have to respect your family's wishes as well as your own. And that, to me, again, just speaking from uh, the film aspect of it, that is when, you're, that is when the character has his, his epiphany. Wow. That is when he has his arc for me. Um and it again, it's it's just wonderfully realized in that speech. Um, and when a character can have an arc, again, that's that's where I thought the writing was very smart. I uh, lost and, it. And, I was and it, crying. <laughs> I was a, there wasn't a dry eye in my theater. I was with three other people. And we you were, were the all only three. Just no. <laughs> three simultaneous Denzel tears going down the face. I was I was like, oh, he's talking about his dad. Oh, he's talking. Oh, he's okay. Oh, this song's playing. Oh, that's the song I played driving yeah. out here. It was amazing, yeah. and it it really saved the movie for me. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great scene. Yeah. Um, and. I loved how it saved the relationship between father and son. This, though, to me, is where it became mixed because, yes, I find the relationship between father and son very important. But the dopey romantic in me loved the girlfriend. 
Mm. And there is a there's that romance that they have and they're obviously like boyfriend girlfriend in the movie like they're like they're together they're holding sure. hands they're together and she, the girl kind of gets cast aside and it becomes like and it happens again towards the end of the movie right. where it's like she's automatically like not in the picture before, and that's when it switches. And it's it, it's like you go, okay, so this is a father son, but what the they hell happened to the that. girl? They, I, they, I agree. I it, I will. I thought at first other than you were he saying, moves away, right? But I want to know what th- happened to it, her. I thought at first you were saying you were con- contesting why they quote unquote broke up, no, but that you're right. That doesn't I get resolved. Never not, I again, because, I didn't even see them breaking up like officially. I was like. What well, there was that. Well, well, they do have a scene for that because she invites him over, right? And she's a very politically active yeah, person, which Bruce Springsteen also is in his music. But she opens up his eyes to that as well because he was somewhat naive to that, and that's why. I, and and she too accepted his fandom of Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. um, you know, as well, and she could relate it to the politics. And that's why I felt, okay, this is a nice romantic thing. Look, it's just my dopey. I, I, like, I, I like yeah. a good, I, I like something that's earned. I didn't find it to be cheaply done or anything. And it didn't need it to be, you know, I didn't what did need you, it. To what did you think of the done. scene when he goes there for dinner? Right. Funny scene, by the it's way. Great the parents scene. are totally, yeah. <laughs> they have no idea how to interact with him. No. But, uh, when I think the next day at school, when he makes his decision, like I'm going to America, yeah, yeah. forget my family. He even asks her, "Did you just have me to your parents' house just to to trigger them, just to set them off?" Which fair question, not sure. appropriate, but fair question. And I mean, was, obviously, he was not. angry. He was about, angry. And yeah, I think that that's why they broke up. Was she said, "Okay, you're obviously you're looking at me in a different way than actually I am. I thought you respected yeah. my political beliefs. You." I think she, he was treating her like her parents treated her. He was definitely angry, but it just never got resolved because I was it didn't like, get. You're right. They what didn't. Happened they didn't fill that out because it her. ends on the speech. I believe. Kind of, yeah, oh, it ends well, with them no, driving. It ends with them driving away. Father and son driving away. I think. No, uh, and, and I and I get that, but I was like, she wasn't. She could have. Like it was just. It was unresolved, and I was like, he Bobby jeans her, and she, which is a Bruce Springsteen right. song about a girl just leaving. Yeah, and she's like kind of, and she was cute, and she had a great personality. Yeah. She had the smarts. And she's somebody that could definitely compliment. Totally. They complimented one another. Uh, I bought into it, and then like the whole musical sequence too with them. Like I was like, yeah, there are a couple, and then I'm like, well, what happened to her? I think college happened to her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, college happened. America well, happened. No, and I get that, yeah, but yeah. I felt you know she maybe should have been a goodbye scene or. Right. or I don't know. I, I actually, it, in my again, in my dopey, silly, romantic heart, I felt that they were going to go off to the sunset together. But that that's not this movie. That's what that speech was, right. It's, it's not this movie. The movie really is about the father-son relationship. I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. um, the formidable father. Uh, Kulvinder Gear. Great performance. Uh, here's the thing I just learned recently. He's like, very popular stand-up comedian. Really? <laughs> You'd never get it from that performance, but he's a very popular comedian. I he was great. That Kahinder knew, um, and now he's instantly recognizable, you know, face to millions. He has a television, uh, from his television and film roles. Uh, I thought he was, he was great. You know, it was weird because, again, he was a, he's a, he's a character 
that is overbearing. Mm-hmm. That you go, Jesus, you and know? one you've seen before in other movies. One you've seen before, but you, but he had a great wife behind him, right? Too, and he, which he, I really. And there's that scene where he's getting the haircut, right? And he's he's breaking out because I feel like th- we do see this type. Of, I think this is a caricature. We see, which I think it's a true caricature, though. I, I think um, right. this is an actual. Uh, this is a role that was very prevalent for, I think, like Pakistani families right. or just East Asian, South Asian families in general. And, you know, the father was expected to provide. There he is mm-hmm. right there. I think what was very interesting was he bo- he also grows in the film where he realizes he, he's embarrassed he can't care for his family. At one point, they're selling jewelry just to pay the rent. Right. And I think at that ending scene... Uh, he realizes, okay, this is my son's true passion, and mm-hmm. although it's not ideal for me, I am going to yeah. support it because he put himself in a position where I don't need to pay for it. Right. So, okay, so I have to... Um, so Vito Scotti, uh, Scooty, forgive me, uh, I'm going online, there are a couple of people live, nice. and um, uh, I want to say, uh, yeah, uh, he definitely teared up as well. Uh, Shannon Lionheart Martin, who uh, I, I am a fan of, um, listen to this. My husband cried at the end with his dad. We did stream Springsteen on the way home. We didn't go in as fans, but we left as fans of Springsteen. My husband plans to go as Bruce Springsteen for Halloween this year. Um, so, uh, you know, that's again, though, right? This is why, uh, you know, if it inspires you, right. like, they went to this movie not being fans, right? So, and And again, I can't stress enough, you don't have to be um so uh and again i want to thank you fine folk for 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 being with us live uh it really means a lot so um and and i really i appreciate the fact that whether it creates springsteen fans uh like i said what i took away from it is definitely there are points in life, um, much like movies, there are points in life you can point to where a movie may have meant something to you or it was it changed your life in, in such a way. This is what this movie is about. Um, you know, I want to talk about to about the design of this film. Absolutely. Because uh, Gorinda assembled some great people director of photography bill uh smith hard mm-hmm. production designer nick ellis uh editor justin krish which the editing in this movie too you have to give props for because when you're talking about that storm sequence or the musical sequence right even the driving at the end yeah it 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 comes across this there's nothing boring about it, and that's why I, I hope that more people will go see it because the movie entertains in such a way that you don't, you're not necessarily going thinking Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen. You're watching these lyrics mm-hmm. being flashed on the screen or projected, and it's just done in such a clever way. It almost reminded me, and I shouldn't say almost, it did remind me of many of the music videos of the 80s that would take these kind of tropes and do it while the band is performing. Old choices, too. Absolutely. I, what I thought really wonderful as well was there were a few moments where they were playing a Bruce Springsteen track and they actually blended it with a live track because he's, he's yes. known for his live performances. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. even in the uh, the Thunder Road sequence where they're singing, he's singing to the girl with... Uh, his friend's dad at yeah. work. It's a very over the top sequence. It, it took me a minute to buy into that. I was like, "Is this, no, this a little 
little which one? Oh, which, which one? With the this? scene Thunder Road, they're acapelling Thunder oh, Road. Oh my god! At, at the, the market. At the market, I and, loved it. Oh, it was great. See, and I then, but then right it turns into it. a dream sequence. Yes. And they play a live version and of the Thunder Road. And the father was great. Oh, he's amazing. By the way, the, the father of uh, uh, his, his friend, friend yeah, uh, it was 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 great. Hobbit's friend. So, but incorporating the music, I want to talk about that for. What was your favorite song moment? In the film, you that think? that sequence just that. brought a, a smile. Um, definitely uh, the the storm sequence. Storm, so dancing right. in the dark, uh, the dance sequence that we were just talking about. Because again, it sort of kind of comes out of nowhere, but it fits perfectly in. And again, it made it entertaining. Like this wasn't just listening to Bruce on a radio. It jumped off the screen and the speakers. Mm-hmm. And with whatever images were on the screen and the dancing and the dream sequence, I thought it was really well done. And uh, the, the the wedding scene at the end oh. with the protesters, I thought that was very... It was, it was just done really extraordinarily well. Um, so composer A.R. Uh, Rahman, right? So rather than just incorporating Springsteen's music into the score... Uh, Ruinda was adamant that the lyrics feature heavily and actually work to advance the storyline. Right. And when you think about a musical, right, the really good musicals, the music advances the storyline. And and that's what the music did here. Absolutely. In a very musical way. And there were some unorthodox, like like the storm sequence, not necessarily a musical, but it advanced the story. We learned from the character. And it was the, the Springsteen tracks, because yes. I, I think there are there are other songs in this movie up top. There's the Cutting Crew, You Just Died in My Arms earlier right. on, which I don't think it was taking a shot at that music. I think yeah. it was just saying, this is the music that everyone was into at that time yeah. period, that year, and it wasn't resonating with our main character. Yep. Bruce Springsteen's it, music is what resonated with him. Yeah, and it's the lyrics, and mm-hmm. it's at that time of his life. And, you know, it goes from Dancing in the Dark, and then his next track is Promised Land. Oh, and they then, do it a few times. Yeah, and, and and tells him to forget about what it is that holds him back. Instead, think about what you, what can take him forward. And this is all during that, hence the storm. Mr. I ain't a boy, any, no, I'm a man. With I any believe in the Promised Land. Yeah. yeah. And you know, this is these are the aspects of this movie that make it inspiring, actually, uh, and it truly does. It makes it inspiring. You don't have to like Bruce Springsteen to respect and appreciate scenes like that in this movie. I, I stress that a lot because I'm a casual fan of Springsteen, but you don't need to. Um, I think music touches everybody differently, mm-hmm. whether it's classical music, whether it's jazz, right? Right. Rock or pop. So, to me, these are all amazing, amazing things uh, that happen in this movie that you can point to uh, in your your love and passion for the artistry. And I love that he became an artist himself. He became a writer, right? And 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 writers can get criticized much like musical artists right. can get criticized much like we can criticize movies. So... The music Those parallels are fantastic to the, me. The music offers the pop genre in this right. film offers the the main character offers Javed 
that you know you can have a life you don't have yet yeah and that and music can take you there i think it promises you that music can ha- make mm-hmm. you get it yeah which is very fascinating and yeah, yeah there's just some great the great tracks throughout and, and really, speaking to a coming of age film there's sure. even a, a reference there's the one shot when uh i think they hijack the disc jockey play born to yes. run yes. run onto the street and there's a reference right. to ferris bueller's day off scene. yes absolutely. on the bridge yep. it's, cr- it was, it's just amazing stuff. it was great yeah it, it really wait uh wasn't that breakfast club breakfast club. when they were doing this Exactly, Breakfast right. Club. Yeah. Dan- Breakfast Club. Ferris Bueller, my bad. If I may quickly, too, guys, I'm glad you mentioned A.R. Raymond on the music supervision because uh, American audiences might not know his name. He did score Slumdog Millionaire, but right. he is, like, ingeniously famous in India. I mean, like, he is, like, pr- like prodigious. Like, wow. He's kind of, like, you think of Spielberg's influence on film. He's really had that influence on Indian cinema in terms of how it's Bollywood. scored. Wow. Bollywood. And, yeah, he's one of the top-selling recording artists of all time because right. of the number of movie score or music, like, film scores that have sold under his name. Um, so he's actually kind of revolutionized Eastern cinema. Uh-huh. He did score Slumdog Millionaire as well. But A.R. Raymond's a really fascinating just person to study because his influence in just global cinema can't be understated. Right. Great no, point, Joe. I didn't know that. That's amazing. And I, I just, and again, too, see, and this is where I didn't think that it ever beat me over the head with Bruce Springsteen because the score was completely separate. And you didn't have to reimagine Bruce Springsteen. Right. I, I think and, it, and I think that was, was one of, for me, I have to bring this up, to me that was a, one of the major fatal flaws of yesterday. Mm. Why reimagine the Beatles' songs when, would it, to me anyways, Yesterday missed the entire point of the Beatles uh, because you're reorchestrating their songs when it was the way that their songs were recorded, which wasn't being, which had never been done before. They were breaking these new grounds. So to reimagine Beatles songs is one thing. Over here, let the score stand for the score. Let let Bruce Springsteen's music stand for Bruce Springsteen. Absolutely, and I appreciated the both. And I don't need reimagining of either one. And I think that's also why, too, when you look at a Bohemian Rhapsody, right, uh, you're not reimagining the music. Now, Rocket Man's a different story. Rocket Man's different. They reimagined, Elton John reimagined a lot of his songs to become a little bit more musical. And, and I bought into it in that because those music numbers. Uh, in fact, I thought about them while I was watching Blinded by the Light, um, but they worked. And again, it was, but it was Elton John mm. doing it. It wasn't like you're having some cover band doing it. It was under Elton John's supervision, who, like Bruce Springsteen, you know, he gave the okay for Rocket Man. Right. Bruce Springsteen was all on board with this, and I, th- I love that. I think uh, I, you made some amazing points there. The one big difference, I think, with this movie other than the ones you just mentioned, is that uh, Bruce Springsteen as an artist compared to all those other, those groups. Right. You know, the Beatles, they're a group, obviously, the most famous musicians of all time. Their impact is, you know, undeniable. Even Bruce Springsteen himself said he he watched them on TV, and that was one of his biggest inspirations. But I will say, I think, as connecting with an artist, like a musician, a single one, even though Bruce Springsteen had the E Street Band, it's right. Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band, and right. I think it's it's a really interesting narrative to talk about one character being inspired by one artist. It's a, I think it's a little different when you're 
referencing an entire group like the Beatles. I mm-hmm. think pick one and maybe make that a more fascinating film. Same thing with Queen. Obviously, you're highlighting Freddie Mercury, and it's a biopic, but... There's a lot of different things in that movie. I think it just didn't it, take chances. All safe. Well, and, and then Rocket Man. And this is not a flaw with Rocket Man. This is just speaking and relating to the artist as a whole. You know, Elton John didn't write a lot of his music. Right, but he's someone but, else. But they give Toppin. No, I'm yeah, not. Of course. Look, I'm, this so isn't a comparison of artists. Absolutely. It's it's just it was it, literally I was just making a comparison of of how music is utilized in movies in the film, which and I think it's easier to connect with this because of that light. artist. Yeah, I think Blinded by the Light handled it extraordinarily well, um, and it did it in a, in, a, in in a lively way that non Bruce Springsteen fans, you're still going to get wrapped up in the music because there's. And again, I'm going to go back to MTV. MTV, like, like, just skyrocketed so many careers, and it was because of the visual aid. It was because you had the visual along with the music, the music and the visual. I mean, groups like The Police, groups like The Go-Go's, even U2, Bruce Springsteen, obviously. It was because of the visuals that were put on screen. Uh, Michael Jackson, you know, was making these movies. Like, it was... Uh, there was this aesthetic, there was kineticism about this, and it was the way that it was portrayed in a video that the music was portrayed, that people would keep that image, and they would want to see the video, and then they would request it on the radio. This is, as I said before, and songs became huge hits. Uh, Huey Lewis in the News, John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of these, like the Bangles, uh, even groups like Blondie, and then a lot of pop rock comes out because of MTV and the visual aspect. This one did it, not in jarring cameras. We're not getting, that's the other beautiful thing. Not a lot of, they were like cut. This movie wasn't cut with the jigsaw. It was, <laughs> I felt that it was precisely edited and edited so perfectly that you got to see everything going on. And that's what made it far more lively for me to get into this movie. The movie affected me, uh, quite honestly, more ways than I expected. And I had seen this movie much earlier in the year. I saw it at CinemaCon. Uh, and I walked out going, this this is a great movie. Like, this is a movie that we need. Uh, because it really does make you feel good. Couldn't agree more. And it's not franchise. Uh, it's originally done and portrayed. It has this amazing energy to it. And there's nothing wrong with feeling there, there good. There is an the amazing end. energy to it. Yeah, there is. I, I think people need to go see it. It only made, I think, five million. I'm looking at the grosses right now, and and it's it's sad. It's it's five point eight mil. Five point eight million. Six. It's a bummer. And it's a it, major bummer. It is for me as as a movie goer. As a movie, it really is because. And 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the yeah. way. When you look at a film like Yesterday, which obviously had a way m- bigger push, Danny Boyle's behind it, and the studio's behind it. That movie's in well into the 60s for yeah. its gross, and it's a, it's, I think it's, in the, it's rotten. Yeah, it's, it's not as good a movie. And, and I will say this, too. You know, uh, look, Warner Brothers knows how to release a movie. They don't... They're not... A movie like A Blinded by the Light isn't necessarily in their warehouse. Pardon me. It used to be when they had Whip, which was their <laughs> which was their focus. It was Warner Brothers' focus. Like this would have been better in the hands of a focus of a Fox Searchlight, I think, um, to release this movie. It's a great logline. Pakistani English teen 
falls in love with Bruce Springsteen music. Yeah, love I it. mean, it, I just think just, that it could have, I wished it flourished more. I do too. And, um, you know, and again, it's no offense to, to Warner Brothers, but they're not used to releasing movies like a blinded, you know, like blinded by the light. Uh, you know, I really hope that people do end up finding it. Um, I'm very glad that some of our, some of the people who are here uh, watching this, uh, like like Shannon Lionheart Martin, like Vito Scudi, uh, I'm glad that they got out. I'm glad that they inspired, and I'm glad that you know we need. Here's the thing, too: we need more movies like this. Absolutely, I, I think you know whether it's music. Enough, you don't get need, more if they're not making no, money. No. You it's, don't. it's a lot of the independent films this year, I think. Yeah. We everyone's it's, begging for them, everyone's clamoring clamoring for more original content, but when it comes help. out, you gotta go see it. You and have to. If you don't see it in the theaters, please support it on video on demand. Yeah. And I think I th- honestly, as big as a fan I am of Bruce, I think he could have maybe gone behind this a little more. I think that I, I'm yeah, not it's a, a studio it's film, weird. but I'm not entirely sure that would have Help! Like I don't know I because it sometimes more. it doesn't correlate into box office. The Good movie point. itself has to, and the marketing has to click. Uh, but this is a movie too. Another thing I appreciate, and I know that we're running out of time, but fresh faces on mm. screen. Like oh, yes. I love that. But Hilly uh, Atwell is maybe the most recognizable absolutely. face, absolutely, well, other than Bruce, see. right? And I love seeing fresh faces. On screen, it never takes me out of Debuts. the movie, and let them act and let them bring me into the movie, which they do perfectly in this movie. So, do you guys uh, think there's a yes. disconnect between the fact that Bruce Springsteen is such an iconically American artist, and this is such a distinctly British film? I think that the disconnect is. I think that is definitely part of the marketing disconnect. However, if you see the movie. There's no way around it. You're going to connect with it. So, in terms of the making money and marketing it, there, that's absolutely a part of it. It's you can't get around that. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's a major factor. And and you know, to Bruce's credit, yes, huge fan base. But it's almost for as many people who love and revere him, there are people who, nah. yeah. you know, we, we're we're in a different time period as far as music. And quite honestly, you know, I'm thankful that there are still the Bruce Springsteens making music in the world because. It's it's rock and it's a dying breed and we need more of it and you got to stand around. But I don't know who buys these records anymore. And I say records and albums like that's the because that, that that just you know I download it too. I get the streaming. That's what I do. But I still call them albums. Yeah. But who is who is outside of his fans? How how is this music? How is rock music? And this is a completely different show. But. <laughs> Who is it going to? Who like, is how it going are they? To? How are they getting this music? So you so. know what I could see this maybe working is like a Broadway or West End adaptation. Um, this it's interesting. Be cool. You think it, about like Billy Elliot, which was a movie that did fine, but sure. then when adapted for Broadway, won Best Musical at the Tonys, was a huge it, hit. I don't know. It's funny you couldn't say agree that. More. Yeah, no, and it's funny you say that because that was a thought that I had. To an extent, watching this, and even more so watching Rocket Man, like I could see them as broad. I don't go to Broadway, um, but I could see them with the musical bits being like they could liken themselves to a play. It, so, it could be theatrical, and I think that this movie so. has a good balance of theatrical moments as well mm-hmm. as subdued ones. I, I think the last thing I wanted to just say about the film, oh, yeah, like we were, we're saying we're about the ending, the, yeah, there's that ending speech, sure. But what I thought was a beautiful piece of imagery 
just gorgeous was his dad's driving him to the airport. Mm -hmm. On the drive, they flash back to the first thing you see in the film, which is Mm -hmm. him as a... Eight, ten, eight, nine year old writing right. on his diary because that's where he started writing on in a field that he passes by, which yeah. both connects to Springsteen's writing about, hey, I'm going to get out of this town. And in his music, he's inferring, I'm also getting away from the family, everything else. Right. But what this movie does and where, where it makes its mark is no, he came to an understanding right. with his family. And not right. only is he getting out of the town, his his family's helping him. Yeah. So I, it's a beautiful film. Yeah, I love it, it. It ends on a decent, really nice note. So, um, well, number one, Ryan, uh, where can people find you on the social medias and all that fun where can stuff? People find me. They can find yeah. me at Ryan Nilsen underscore. That's R Y A N N I L. S-E-N underscore. Yeah, and and uh, you retweeted one of my reviews. <laughs> you were very funny. Uh, he's such a, he's probably my biggest supporter on Twitter, uh, which I appreciate a lot. Yes, as well as Shannon. Uh, thank you very much. Um, listen, thank you very much for being the, the Bruce Springsteen uh, know it all here today. Oh, I really, thanks. I really needed it. Uh, it was great to have you on board, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dimitri Panos. You can support me on the Twitters at Dimitri Panos. That's it at Dimitri Panos. I wanted to thank the folks who are live with us. I appreciate it. Please pass it along. Uh, please keep going to the movies. Uh, we have more um, uh, anatomy of the movies coming up. Uh, we'll be doing Bridget Runs a Marathon. Yes. So um, thank you very much for tuning in, uh, and I'll see you folks all at the movies. Thank you. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.